Good evening. I'm Milton Jones. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I own a small zoo and a pirate ship. Although not at the same time. I haven't got that much Lego. <laughs> Years ago, I used to supply filofaxes for the Mafia. Yeah, I was involved in very organised crime. <laughs> so here I am, Milton Jones, collector and antiques expert, with my chief archivist, Anton. So get ready to restore your pride and varnish your self-respect as I try and flog you another case of Milton Jones. <laughs> I'm here at the auction of the year at Sotheby's. Now, Milton, you might find lot 37. Very interesting. It's a delightful early work by the artist Stubbs. He used to paint horses. I painted a horse once. The jockey was furious. <laughs> Milton, uh, the auction's about to begin. We'll get this auction underway. First lot, number one, this beautiful seascape by Turner. Do I hear one million pounds? I did. What? Just then, someone said one million pounds. Well, that was me. Well, it's not fair if you're allowed to bid. <laughs> I'm not bidding. I'm the auctioneer. Do you know how auctions work? Of course. I come from a family of auctioneers. Two auctioneers. My mum and my dad. No, three auctioneers. My Aunt Judith as well. OK, four. <laughs> so, for this turner, do I hear one million pounds? There it is again. Look, will you behave? It's quite clear you know nothing about Turner. That's not true. Tina's one of our greatest rock singers. <laughs> right. I'm moving the starting price from one million to ten million. You can't do that. We don't need another zero. <laughs> To tell the truth, I already had a fine collection of old masters back at my old country house. Quite often, I'd show round parties of schoolchildren. Oh, man, I hate history trips. There's well, though. Right, in here, we have my collection of old masters. Help! <laughs> this is Mr Evans, my old history master. Oh, that is well sick. Hanging him on a hook on the wall by his coat. <laughs> uh, and, do you know, if you scrape away at an old master... Often underneath, there's an even older master. Help! Somebody, please, get me down. Oh, this is excellent, Mum. So, uh, would you like to bring the children in now? OK, kids, in you come. I have a number of unusual collections at my house. Only that morning, I'd been showing them to some American tourists. Wow, man, this is so neat. Isn't it wonderful? Now, the house was built on the site of an ancient priory where monks used to go for rehab. In fact, even to this day, there are still sightings of a legless monk. Is that a fact? It also boasts the world's first revolving door. This was made during Elizabethan times when Queen Bess was a frequent visitor one afternoon when she got stuck in it. I can't believe it. So, uh, just let me take you down here. Wow, will you look at this place? Ah, yes. I have bottles down here that date back to the 19th century. Why? No milk. <laughs> Sorry about the smell. But on the upside, I've inherited a huge collection of flies. Moving on, here is my art collection. Wow, is that Art Garfunkel? Yes, I've just got the one at the moment. And over here is my collection of creaky doors. And another. There it is. OK, let's go. Oh. Well, I thought it was through here. Um, a bit lost now. Help. <laughs> Help. What about this little door here? Oh, yes, let's try that. 
you mind? <laughs> ah, now this is my collection of archivists uh, sitting on the loo. <laughs> Just got the one at the minute. Milton, Milton, Back at Sotheby's, the atmosphere in the auction room was getting hot and sticky. Do I hear two million for this exquisite Vermeer, girl with a box of chocolates? Can I open a window? Look, there really is no need for you to speak. If you want to bid, just wave your hand. It's hot in here. Milton, did you have to bring along your fly collection? <laughs> I thought I could get a good price for them. Do I hear three million pounds? Get off. Three million bid by Milton Jones. Do I hear four? Get off. Four million bid by Milton Jones. Five. Milton, this fly sorting business is getting a little pricey. Maybe you should put them away. All right. Come on, everyone. Back in the milk bottle. Going once. On. Going twice. Here we go. Binky. <laughs> The Vermeer was mine for six million. Well, Milton, there it is. Girl with a box of chocolates. We've paid over the odds for it, but it's an interesting picture nonetheless. The box of chocolates clearly symbolises frivolity and the fleeting nature of happiness. And yet the girl seems wistful and forlorn. I'm not surprised. There's just the marzipan left. (laughs) But it's an old master, so if you scratch away the top layer of the chocolate... Milton, Milton, no! ...and reveal a complete second layer underneath. There it is! Amazing! This painting must be worth double what we paid for it. Congratulations, Mr Jones. Milton, put that instrument down. It's worth thousands of rubles. My name is Arina. And where are you from? Well, I've been in London for some time. I think I've heard of you. You're not Wembley, Arina. (laughs) No. Arina Popova, from St. Petersburg. And my father is Oleg Popov. He has uh, huge reserves on natural gas. I know the feeling. (laughs) No, Milton, Oleg Sergeyevich Popov is a Russian oligarch. He's worth billions of rubles. Yes, and my father sent me here with a shopping list. Black bread, cabbage, sports car and Newcastle United. (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a lot of people to fit in. Are you sure you're not Wembley Arena? In a moment, we'll be auctioning the showpiece item, Lot 100, this beautiful and intricate masterpiece of gold and enamel work, the last remaining Fabergé egg in this country. Thank you. Oh, the Fabergé egg. What's that? Imagine a wonderful, shiny egg with incredible things hidden inside. What, like a kinder egg? I must hurry. My father wants me to buy it. Hang on. I want that. You collect Fabergé eggs? No, I collect Fabergé and eggs. The aftershave comes in handy once the eggs get past a certain age. I can imagine. So, let's start the bidding at one million pounds. Thank you, sir. Oh, two. Oh, two arena. I like it. <laughs> two million bid. That oh, two gives me an idea. And we're getting a phone bid for three million. <laughs> and the bidder wants to know if anyone here is called Mr Smelly. <laughs> if so, you should have a wash. <laughs> Milton, now is not the time for crank calls. The bidding became more and more intense. But despite a huge volume of calls... There was no sign of Mr. Smelly. (laughs) Sold for a record-breaking £17 million sterling to our phone bidder in Switzerland. Ah, Gaston de Bernard, the world-famous recluse. Oh, yes, I hear they have a conference every year to see who is the biggest recluse. And if you go to the conference, you lose. (laughs) Who is this man? He's an eccentric billionaire collector. These days he's terrified of other people's germs, so he lives all alone in his alpine home and never bathes. Looks like we found Mr Smelly. (laughs) And so we return to Milton Hall. 
I was glad to be able to take a walk in the garden, to gaze at the huge mounds of rubble and compost, all originally designed by my ancestor, Incapability Jones. <laughs> Later that night, I invited Irena back for a romantic meal. Oh, Milton, it's so nice to be eating in such a wonderful dining room, in such a wonderful house. If you look, you can just about make out two hills and a tiny stream running through. Are you going to play with your food all evening, Milton? <laughs> Mr. Jones, who are you? I'm a bailiff. You're a bailiff? You're a bailiff what? If you fall into a combine harvester? <laughs> Milton? Irena? This is Mr... Uh, Knuckles. Uh, Mr. Knuckles? He's a debt collector. Ah, a fellow collector. I have a huge collection of debts. Invoices, tax bills. Oh. Milton, perhaps we need to talk about making a few small economies. No nonsense. Do you know, I thought after supper we might take the helicopter up and spray Grimsby with caviar. Milton! <laughs> Excuse me, I'm uh, going to just stop taking stuff. No, 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 not, not the video recorder. Uh, actually, I was uh, taking the Ming bars on top of it. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> actually, that won't be necessary. I had a feeling this day would come. A few weeks ago, I was rummaging around in the attic and made quite a discovery. That's amazing. We have an attic? Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's not it. In the attic, I found this. But it's just an old dusty painting. Yes, but scrape away the dust. We reveal a canvas of a St Peter and the Apostles by Caravaggio. Yes, and if we scrape away that... Milton! We reveal an even rarer Caravaggio of the Apostles at prayer. Milton, you're a genius. And if we scrape away that... We reveal a large picture of a brown field. That's just the canvas. <laughs> and if we scrape away that... We reveal some very lifelike shoes. <laughs> ah. Mr Knuckles, would you like some help carrying and lifting? Tom. The next morning, the bailiffs were still collecting my collections, but I'd made an exciting discovery. Anton, uh, stop the bailiffs. I can easily buy everything back with this piece of modern art that I found in the attic. Large, metallic and square, and filled with some sort of clear liquid. <laughs> That's the water tank, Milton. <laughs> Is it worth much? Less now that the house is completely flooded. <laughs> Milton, I don't want to seem too forward, but perhaps your fortunes might change if you marry that lovely Arena. Me? Marry? Never! I have to concentrate on continuing the family line. Yes. <laughs> we should probably have a little chat about that. Milton! What's happening? The bailiffs are even taking that beautiful Russian icon. I know. They're struggling to get it in that van right now. I don't understand why they don't just click on it. <laughs> How come you have a Russian icon, Milton? Well, for a time, I was a member of the Russian Unorthodox Church. They meet down mine shafts on Wednesday afternoons, wearing leotards. <laughs> Milton, maybe my father could help you. He has recently arrived in this country and he wants to meet you. But be careful. He always gets what he wants. What? Even in Argos? <laughs> Papa, this is Milton. Ah. Привет! <laughs> My father says it is a privilege to meet an English gentleman and uh, he hopes that we can establish a, a mature understanding between our countries and he would be honoured if you would call him by his first name, Oleg. Uh -huh. And in return, tell him... Uh, that Oleg is an anagram of Lego. <laughs> Milton, I have huge... How you say? Uh, eyebrows? Resources. What? Uh, it's just that where I come from, eyebrows are frowned on. Uh, I want to understand your country. Look at me, Milton. 
You have thing I want. You guess what it is? Is it the secret of man's red fire? <laughs> the English gentleman. Buy big house, football club. We are going to be big friends. All oh, right. Give me bear hug. Uh, okay, then. Well, here goes. <laughs> Although, next time, I think I'll probably keep my clothes on, if you don't mind. <laughs> And so the process of introducing Oleg into English society began. Day one, Ascot, Henley, Goodwood. We had real trouble finding Lord's Cricket Ground. <laughs> Day two, Wimbledon. I showed Oleg how to pick up litter and wear a big furry costume. <laughs> Day three, Wimbledon again. And this time Anton insisted on taking us to some strange tennis tournament. And what could be more British than coming to the Wimbledon tennis tournament to watch... Sharapova play Kornikova. Ah. Who is that over there? Ah, that is Princess Alice of Gloucester. Oleg, perhaps I can introduce you. Yes, she looked like Romanov. The face, the eyes. The beard. Yes. <laughs> and the Admiral costume is rather fetching. Princess Alice, may I present Oleg Popov? Oh, pleased to meet you. And I, you. I give you a bear hug. Oh, oh, crikey. About this um, bear hug thing, it really would be better... To remain fully clothed? Oh, if you insist. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that at the end of a game of tennis, a player will throw a ball into the crowd, and at the end of a football match, a player will throw a shirt into the crowd? Anyway, I'm off the pub darts team. <laughs> oh, look, perhaps you could tell us what brings you to our shores. It is gas. It's the beetroot, isn't it? <laughs> Before Glasnost, I was in charge of entire mitten and glove output for Soviet Union. My gloves were famous. So when the regime fell, Mr. Putin gathered us industrialists together to divide up our country's assets. To Mr. Berezovsky, oil. He said, da, da oil, Mr. President. To Gordievsky, he gives steel. He says, yes, yes, steel, Putin. And to me, he says, gas. And I say, da, da, gas, Putin. Russia's greatest glove machine. <laughs> I love the British spirit. You had mighty empire. You are strong people. Tough, fearsome. Ah, a little light rain, so play's been cancelled for the day. So I persuaded Oleg to try and win the nation's affections by buying into sport. On his behalf, I bought Ronaldo, Fabregas and Van Nistelrooy. In short, the best cricket team money could buy. <laughs> but then it all went wrong. We played a friendly against England and beat them by 400 runs. <laughs> oh, they hate me. Look at newspaper headlines. Oleg, go home. Oleg, no leg to stand on. All the newspapers tell me to go back where I come from. To be fair, the Daily Mail were saying that before you even arrived. <laughs> I go back to Russia now. Goodbye. But, Father, my future is here in England with Milton. Then you are no longer my daughter. But I've never been you. Oh, I see. <laughs> Goodbye. Irena came back with me to Milton Hall. That night, I sat up in the library and read to her from the diaries of my ancestors through the centuries. 1343. I practice crop rotation so fast, one of the fields takes off. <laughs> then I went on a crusade to rid Yorkshire of the moors. <laughs> Popped back to pick up Ethelred the Unready. This time, he had his coat on. <laughs> I long for an easy job, like interrogating Edward the Confessor. 
Inspired by Richard the Lionheart, I did another less successful organ transplant on Cedric the Weasel Liver. <laughs> Raina, I'm so sorry. My father has gone. <laughs> but you will always be my beautiful blonde babushka. Uh, come on, tell me more about yourself. Well, my roots are... Black? <laughs> In Russia. Ah, Whoops. Things are pretty bad, Milton. Our only hope is to go to Russia and beg Oleg to invest in this house. We'd better set off immediately. Well, how long can it take? He only lives in suburbia. No, Milton. Siberia. <laughs> Trotsky, Trotsky, Trotsky. We made our way across Russia with a mixture of trotting and skiing. <laughs> we finally boarded the Trans-Siberian Express. It was like a cattle truck. Everyone squashed together, just water to drink. Everyone mooing. <laughs> Straw everywhere. Milton, why don't you join us in first class? Seems a shame you should be in here with the cattle. Oh, that explains the milking machine. <laughs> when we came to the end of the line, we all got into a sleigh that was pulled by six reindeer. The landscape was bleak. Every so often we'd come across someone eking out an existence in this barren land. I hate this. I hate you. I hate sliding along like this. Ah, a cross-country skier. <laughs> Modern Russia is a mass of contradictions. No, it isn't. Are we there yet? We're just coming to my village now. Let me give Anton directions. Irena, which way now? Anton, go into the village and turn at the traditional Russian cottage, keeping it on your right. So, past the dacha on the left-hand side. <laughs> That's it. We arrived at Oleg's house and rang the bell. What a strange dog. Not barking, but he is salivating quite a lot. Sorry, this is Pavlov's house. It looks similar. We're next door. Milton, you rang the wrong bell. Sorry, it's just an automatic reaction. <laughs> Every time I start salivating, I have to ring a bell. <laughs> we went next door, and things were exactly as Irena had left them. <gasps> Look, the doll's house my grandmother gave me. Maybe you could tell me if it's valuable. Uh, now, let me see. If I'm not very much mistaken, this is a Russian doll's house, so inside this Russian doll's house, there should be another Russian doll's house. Well, that is wonderful. Extraordinary, Milton. How could you possibly know that was there? And inside this Russian doll's house is another Russian doll's house. Wow. Milton, I'd think about stopping. And inside this Russian doll's house... Ah. <laughs> is some dust and a bit of fluff. That's not fluff. That is a lock of hair. Well, it must have belonged to my grandmother. It is true, Irina. Father! Ah, big bear hug. Mm. No, not you. <laughs> Irina, I had always suspected your grandmother was Anastasia, the Grand Duchess, the last surviving Romanov. But there was no way of proving it until now. Well, I just happened to have on me a DNA testing kit. Oh, Anton! All I need is some saliva. This was exciting news. I rushed around preparing the samples for Anton to test. And we waited with bated breath for the results. Any minute now. And according to this kit, Irena, you are... a basset hound. <laughs> Milton, did you get this sample from Mr Pavlov next door? Maybe. Uh, look at this other sample. 
It's a positive. Irena, you are of royal Russian descent, assuming this lock of hair is Anastasia's. We can check. There is another lock of hair in the Fabergé egg. You buy at Sotheby's. Hmm? Sadly, we were all picked to the post. By Mr. Smelly. <laughs> By Gaston de Bernhardt, the Swiss collector. You must get it back from him, or else. We needed to move quickly, so we got on the fastest train heading west. Welcome to the Trans-European Express, stopping at Smolensk, Minsk, Krakow, Bratislava, Prague, Zurich, and Bristol Temple Meads. Phew, we made the train just in time. Milton, we need to be careful. These government secret police are everywhere. Almost at once, we were arrested and questioned. I was determined to tell them nothing. We believe you are harboring a dissident. What is your name? My name? My name is Cecil G. That is just the name on the inside of your jacket. Okay, okay, my name is Accurist. You have looked at the make of your watch. Jockey Wifrance. The tattoo on your forehead. <laughs> what is your name? Uh, if I might be of some assistance. Who is this? This is my friend went to Moscow and all I got was this lousy... Silence! <laughs> what is the purpose of your visit? Nothing. Uh, we're collectors on a fact-finding mission. Yes, that's right. You're in danger. You could be shot. Right, well, we've got our fact now. <laughs> Let's go. Not so fast. Uh, right, well, we've got our fact now. Take them away. We were thrown into a separate carriage, and I was reunited with Irena. Oh, Milton, Anton, the train is locked. We'll never get to Gaston's hideaway. I wouldn't be so sure. You see, if I'm not much mistaken, the train we're on is a TPO 424 class, and this carriage is E73, which used to be a mail van. Anton, I'd no idea. You're so... Boring. If I may finish, when we reach a mail post, the contents of that box will be bagged and hung on a post. I've been counting the miles, and there's another one due any minute. Quick, into the box! Well, that went rather well. Andon, you're amazing. You must have been a collector of model trains. Why didn't you continue being a collector? I could never be a collector again. Once, I had a fabulous collection of clocks, including a grandfather clock that stopped when my grandfather died. Oh, that is quite sweet. No, you don't understand. I accidentally dropped it on him from a third-story window. Eventually, we were taken down, thrown into a van and left at a depot. We had no idea where we were. This could be anywhere. Rotterdam or Liverpool or Rome rather nice. So it's not Liverpool. But it's Zurich. And we're right at the foot of the cable car to Gaston's hideaway. What an extraordinarily imposing place. It's like Colditz. That doesn't frighten me. My grandfather escaped from Colditz. Really? Yes, in 1944, 45, and then several times during the 50s. <laughs> Once we'd reached the top, we were greeted by an extraordinary sight. A castle, but without electric lights or any modern features. It's like... Stepping back in time. So it is Liverpool. Someone's coming. Who are you? What are you doing here? Are you Gaston de Bernard? Yes, but I receive no visitors. I am a recluse. Don't worry, we are fellow recluses. What? Don't you remember? We all didn't meet at the annual convention last year. <laughs> of course. I knew I hadn't seen you before. Come in. Welcome to my chateau. Everything is mechanical, so you will find everything runs precisely and just so. Just so what? What? Are the lights not run by electricity? They are run on a recent innovation called gas. 
Are you aware of it? Very. It's the fondue. <laughs> but the man appears to be stuck in a time warp. It's, it's quite the irony, since he is a collector of clocks and timepieces. Ah, a cuckoo clock. Just so. Of course, in the wild, cuckoos have no idea what time it is. <laughs> They're just guessing. It's very pretty, Monsieur Bernhardt. I've got a cormorant clock which can tell the time up to three metres underwater. Oh, really? Goodness, what's this one? That used to belong to Napoleon. Of course, no second hand. <laughs> and finalement, this antique clock was created by Leonardo da Vinci. See, the dial is based on his famous naked man. Of course, and the position of his arms tell you the time. Lucky it's half past six. <laughs> So what happens if I move the hands round to seven o'clock? Doesn't it get rather cold? Uh, Perhaps I could interject. Monsieur Bernhard, what we'd really like to see is your wonderful Fabergé egg. Of course. I keep it here in this special case. (gasps) It's gone! But surely it was protected by security systems. Of course. I have a gas-powered mechanical alarm. Look, it boils this kettle which steams open this envelope here which I then used to write to the police. I've got to get me one of those. But who could have stolen it? Well, there was that other recluse who was here this morning. Other recluse? I know. It's been like recluse city here today. (laughs) Look out of the window. By the cable car. He's getting away. We dashed out and made it to the cable car, just as it set off down the mountain. This is the last cable car from Schloss Bernhardt. This cable car will be calling at Kitzbühel, Val d'Isère, Cœur de Cheval, Chamonix, Montblanc, and Bristol Temple Meads. But once inside, there were two figures that seemed to be keeping their distance. Now, unless I'm very much mistaken... Father! Yes, it is me, and Jones. You will never marry my daughter. So, to stop you becoming national hero, I steal Fabergé egg myself. You and me, outside now. Milton, I'm, I'm not sure you've really thought that through. Oleg joined me on the roof of the cable car, which came to a halt above a Toblerone factory. We wrestled with each other until the cables started to give way. Give me the egg! Never. And leave my braces alone. Now look, there go my trousers. At that moment, I nearly fell. Milton! Say your prayers, Jones. Very well. What are you doing? This is how we say our prayers in the Russian Unorthodox Church. He's tickling me. I'm fa- falling. No. Hey, look at this icicle you're holding onto. It looks just like a Russian icon of St. Peter. But if I scrape away at the base of it... No. No. It makes a funny noise. Oh. Oleg fell straight into the factory beneath, landing in a vat of chocolate. He was arrested by the Swiss police until the Russian government campaigned to free the Tobler One. Well done, Milton. Irina, I'm sorry your father turned out to be a traitor, but at least you two lovebirds are reunited. Oh, Milton, I'm so happy. And, Milton, you will inherit her father's original mitten business. I will be the Tsarina. And, of course, Milton, that makes you... Glover of the Russian Queen. That was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman-Hill, Ben Wilbond and Ingrid Oliver. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones. (laughs) 